five, five, five. Yeah. It's like to me though, that number was always like big changes are coming and brace mm-hmm. them. That's how I connected to it. Mm-hmm. And so I felt it. Yeah. You know, I felt it when I saw it. I was like, all right. You're ready. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. On the right path. Yeah. That's so good to have that sense of calm and saying that you're ready. Cause so many times we want the change, but want it up here, but not so much in here. And so feeling that, or rather down here in the sacral, feeling that readiness and being like, okay, I'm actually ready for this. This is what I want. Like that is huge. Yeah. I think things respond to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, exciting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to get into your whole journey. Yeah. Through this this mini chat and this segment. For sure. So I'll just get the formalities added away to do the introductions. And Mm -hmm. I feel like already what we've talked about is already so good. So I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. Namaste. You're listening to A Catalyst for your moments of mindfulness today. Hello and welcome back to my channel. If you're listening to this on audio, I hope you are well wherever you are and safe if you're driving. And if you're tuning in with us on video, I'd like to thank you for watching us on YouTube and hit that subscribe button if you want to stay tuned to moments of mindfulness that I'll be sharing on this platform. I'm still fairly new to YouTube, but this year I'm so excited to be producing segments with lovely guests on my podcast through my mini chat series. And today is such a special mini so because I'm joined by a lovely guest, Paula. Mm -hmm. So I will hand it over to Paula to introduce herself and share what makes you, you. Ooh, thank you, Kaylin. What makes me, me? My curiosity. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel that's what really makes me me. My connection to my inner child, my curiosity, my playfulness, my whimsy, you know, like I feel like I'm painting a little bit of a picture more of like my personality and maybe, you know, um, sort of my own way of how I guide myself and like to move through this world. Mm-hmm. Um Professionally, though, you know, I've been quite multidisciplinary over the years, but all encompassing. It's very much storytelling. And so I'm a photographer. I'm a videographer. I also do like creative direction and consulting um, for a mix of like right now brands and entrepreneurs, specifically in like health and wellness sphere. Um, And I find that, yeah, I've always been very dedicated to self-improvement and Mm -hmm. curious about spirituality, you know, how that shows up in a more rooted way as we walk through this world and yeah it's just been a whole lot of experiences over the past years that have kind of culminated Mm -hmm. into what I do who I am and I'm ever learning ever discovering for sure yeah no I love that yeah before we obviously um hit record on the camera we were talking a bit about all of your experiences which Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to dive into and share today and for those of you who are not watching us on YouTube right now Paula is sitting across from me and she has these beautiful earrings on (laughs) which are two different ones actually yeah I'm looking at it (laughs) and so when you're describing yourself as this whimsical being flowing through life it's so represented in the way that you carry yourself (laughs) and the way you're dressed so 
I'm really appreciating that right now. Thank you. Yeah. I like to be expressive. (laughs) So I'm curious, like, would you say you were always that way? Like since you were a little girl, because I know in your, just your intro sentences, Mm -hmm. you connected back to your inner child. immediately. So do you find that you were this expressive even as a child or did you sort of lose it along the way and then reconnected with it lately? As a child, I was very expressive, mm-hmm. um, quite loud, you know, like I did some theater in the kindergarten and I always look back on that experience as like a pivotal experience, I feel like, that I really loved. Um, yeah, I really, really loved it. I also grew up in Romania, like in a small town over there. So it was like a different experience, but it was mm-hmm. beautiful. And there was definitely the losing it along the way, right? Disconnecting from it. Um, different parts of me showing up as I, you know, was like responding to the world around me and how I knew to respond at that time. And then a connection and coming home back to it. And for me, yeah, I found that that connection to the essence is what it is of this like little person inside of us Mm -hmm. for me really helped me because I connected to that playfulness and that like openness Mm -hmm. that came with when I was little but like integrating that now in an adult version while still being an adult with responsibilities right (laughs) and a child or a child who loves to play but also has bills yeah Yeah. essentially (laughs) yeah it is also in the real world and has um society to deal with exactly yeah yeah so I'm curious to know your upbringing in Romania Mm -hmm. and how that sort of influences who you are and even the craft that you do, which of course we're going to be getting into that. Right. More. Um, and I'm really curious because I visited Romania once okay. and I was totally captivated by sort of like the charm and mm-hmm. the deep history that is within the country. And there's just so many different terrains, which is also really it's cool. Beautiful. But I went during the winter time, but even seeing like the mountains and everything covered in snow, it was literally magical. So, and of course there's like that history of like Dracula and stuff. In Romania, so that was fun too. But yeah, curious to know about your how that sort of plays a role in your overall expression. I would say so. I was in Romania until I was eight years old. So the formative years of my life were over there, and I grew up on my grandma's farm. So I feel like being connected to that, you know, like outdoor lifestyle of I was always as a little little kid like climbing up a tree or like picking flowers or trying to catch butterflies and like I'm painting such an idyllic you know version but that those were like parts of it Mm -hmm. right and elements of it um and so I find definitely even I would say my love for flowers right now, which I often will incorporate in photography sometimes in some Mm -hmm. shape and form, um, can stem from those early years of like my grandma still to this day, I think has the most beautiful flower garden Mm -hmm. and just being surrounded by them, you know, like the sense, the beauty, I think they're very feminine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Soft. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny how, you know, I mean, growing up in like, a rich culture such as Romanian culture mm-hmm. and I relate to having a rich culture background being Guyanese yeah we it's easy to overlook certain things for example our grandmother's gardens we have that in common my grandmother too kept a yeah. really well-kept beautiful luscious garden. lush and yeah. you know you sort of overlook it 
But I mean, it's there's something so beautiful in the fact that we appreciate that and pull forward those aspects, you know, even in our life right now. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned also just being pulled away a little bit from that self-expression or that inner child. Mm -hmm. So talk us through that a little bit. So what was that timing like? When was it? Maybe it was when you moved to Canada. For sure. Yeah. What was that? part of your journey transitions are always big like big life changes I think will always impact you know Mm -hmm. and shape something in your life it was definitely the move from Romania into Canada Mm -hmm. and I went to an English kindergarten actually so that Mm -hmm. theater was like part of it was to learn English that was kind of one of the ways we did it Mm -hmm. um so I wasn't totally like I don't know this language you know and like same with my parents there was a you know plan sort of like getting into it but still it's a very big shift Mm -hmm. um so of course that made me a little bit more quiet introverted right like recluse and then for me it's also been a journey of like my health I want to say you know since I was a little kid I've had some digestive imbalances Mm -hmm. and um you know I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease and I know friends who have this as well so I feel like it's just been a journey of connecting to the body healing the body working on the nervous system like all of these different facets of like mm-hmm. coming back into balance and harmony but like mm-hmm. while getting there because I can say now that I feel more harmonious and that's like such a great thing to feel honestly mm-hmm. um but like coming to it like there's like the rocky and like oh, the yeah. wa- very very big waves that mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you're just kind of doing your best to float, float to the top. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And just that vulnerability in that share as well. And I think what I see in that is, you know, those the tools that you added to your toolkit during that time. Yeah. And I'm sure you feel this. They've become the ones that you sharpen during these times that we're living in. Like so many people are realizing and waking up that, oh, wait, I'm actually so disconnected from my body. Yeah. Just this. It's this beautiful vessel that carries our spirit, carries our soul through this daily life. But how many of us actually honor it as that? And I think we're at this pivotal time in our lives right now, in our history right now, where people want to come back to that. We see people even within our age groups, like wanting to be back on farms and like Mm -hmm. grow their own food and eat more farm to table and all these things. So I think it's a really beautiful time for you to be sharing your art and sharing your craft and also just sharing your voice and your story. Thank you. I appreciate that. that. And I see that too. And this Mm -hmm. like pivotal time that we're shifting away into... Um, maybe it's more of a feminine, you know, oriented lens of like how to do life and work with the land and Mm -hmm. connecting with what is there. Yeah, exactly. And being in flow. Yeah. Like when I think about our feminine nature, it's always in flow. It's not so much like I always think about it as like the water, the Mm -hmm. ocean that's flowing, or the masculine energy is that container. Yes. Keeps it contained. And both are important. And both are necessary. But for so long, for even us as women, we've been that container. Yes. Like starting to fit within these guidelines, within these boxes. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I love that painter, that picture that you painted, sorry, with just leaning into that flow more. Because, yeah. you know, even the times that we're living in, it's so hard to imagine what's going to happen even in December of this year. It's true. Who knows? It's true. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on at all times, and that's why I find it so important to work on one's own health 
and betterment. Because mm-hmm. I find that that's how we can then show up in the world to be in service to the world, to be an activist, to, you know, like if you want to be a revolutionary, whatever it is. But I find that that can stem from also like being mindful of what am I eating? Am I moving? It's like all these things, right? That are yeah. taking care of, as you said, this vessel. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that connection. And mm-hmm. I always say, and listeners of my podcast would know, like we have to fill up our own cup first. Yes. Like it is impossible to do anything else. And whereas, and you know, for me personally, I've I've been on the other side of that, you know, experienced the burnout, experienced the disconnection with yep. my body, just as you have too. And it's that's why that message is so prominent for us. And that's I why I love that you also share that as well, just needing to Tend to yourself, tend to your nervous system, mm-hmm. calm it all down. And then we can be so much more, more than we ever imagined too, from that place of wholeness. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's like the different circles of commitment. Commitment to self is one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. So talk to us a little bit about your journey. Mm-hmm. So the ways in which you show up for the world and you, the service that you do for others, because I know there's so many layers of it that we're excited yeah. to get into. But um, yeah, whatever angle you want to take it in. Um, let's start with photography because mm-hmm. I find that that has led into many other facets as well. And, you know, my journey into photography, I feel like the three ingredients were like curiosity and, you know, following intuition and trust because I didn't go to school for photography, but I've learned the craft. I've been committed to the craft, dedicated, you know, I respect the craft and I've actually used the craft for my own journey in that, like Mm -hmm. I was doing self portraitures and like practicing, you know, like all the facets of the camera. But the way that I treat photography is a little bit more like through an intentional, mindful lens, you know, and that I think it's a really beautiful tool for creative expression for anybody and to choose how you want to be seen and show up in the world. Mm -hmm. I find that, you know, if I look at childhood experience with photography, it was always in schools, right? There were school headshots, smile, and you move on, right? Like there wasn't really anything there. Um, But as I sort of became more experimental with it, you know, because I've always just been a little bit drawn to this one of this as like a medium, I find that photography has just been a really beautiful way to be present, to like notice different aspects of the world. And for myself, it was a great tool for, yeah, like expression in terms of like when I was feeling sad or angry, I tried to embody that and depict it in photography. So I started to use photography as this like therapeutic outlet, you know, actually. And then that sort of also led into doing portraiture sessions and like branding shoots for a lot of other like artists or creatives, um, people that were curious to, you know, experience something a little bit different, right? right? Because what it is in terms of what I do is it's meant to be a celebration or a um, showing of something within that wants to be shown because maybe it's not a celebration. Maybe it's something, you know, else and you want to be photographed in the dark waters. I don't know, you know, Um, and it's quite like fantastical, 
as well, for sure. Like I find a lot of people have told me like my photography sort of looks like you like lift the veil, you know, to the ordinary and sort of peer into like more of this like fairy tale world. Mm -hmm. And that's just a style that of course, like I enjoy and it's been fun. And so naturally people have just gravitated to me as well to be like, oh, I want to be photographed as a you know, whatever mermaid nymph in the water. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just been a really fun expression for healing really and personal growth and development. And I've like seen it for other people as well when it almost becomes this like coaching thing leading into it even, right? Yeah. When like you treat it through that lens of like, well, how do you want to be seen now? How do you want to show up in the world? How do you want people to see you? How do you want to see yourself, right? right? And there's always a relationship, I always say. Um, I think photography is an intimate experience in my opinion. And so there's always a relationship between like, who is the mirror looking at you and like um, having that conversation of like, what are the groundworks for what it is that we're creating? So I see it as like this co-creative experience. That's the word I'll use for it. Yeah. Yeah. And the way I like to do it for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, I literally got full body chills. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's so much resonance. I know you told me the story. Yeah. And I've never shared it on the podcast. Okay. Actually, but, um, yeah, no, thank you. Cause I think you captured that relationship Mm -hmm. and the ability to bring mindfulness to the craft as well. Um, which, you know, is when you immediately look at a photo, you wouldn't initially register all of that in any regular portrait photo. However, I've seen your work. It's specific. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen your work and there is something (laughs) fantastical. I love that word. Yeah. About it. It's so unique and so powerful. And it, to me, it truly shows and pushes the bounds on what Mm -hmm. we think is possible in work. So again, thank you for that work. I think it's awesome. Um, But yeah, just in that building that relationship between you as a photographer and the client, Mm -hmm. co-creating what that vision is. And I think just having your expertise and your style of photography as well just brings another layer into what's possible. Like when you talk about, you know, people who want to be photographed as like a fairy or a mermaid, like that to me is just such a strong reflection of our infinite potential as Mm -hmm. humans. Like why does it have to stop in this body? It doesn't. In fact, you know you know, and many people believe in, and maybe you believe that our soul just takes continues. It remembers, it continues on. And Mm -hmm. so there's so much in here that we can actually express, Yeah, you know? So I think that is so cool and so amazing. And just from my personal experience, which I'll share again with you, um, my experience with boudoir boudoir photography, Mm -hmm. where I wanted to be captured in my complete natural element in nature. So that being without clothing, just one with nature. And for me, that was a point in my life where I wanted to feel that connection back to myself Mm -hmm. and connection back to the outer world because we're not separate. Like the outer world, nature exists within us. Mm -hmm. And when I had completely lost that connection, I wanted to be that I wanted to have that connection back in the physical realm. And photography was such a pivotal part in me doing that more than, you know, walks in nature and like being by water and traveling and things like that. Speaking with other people knows actually feeling those elements, being engulfed in those elements and then being able to capture me in that element. And funny enough, there were none of my shots that where I looked awkward 
or I look like yeah. uncomfortable with it. And many people have asked me, you're like, weren't you scared? Like, not that I've shared this experience with a lot of yeah. people because not a lot of people would get it. But like, yeah, weren't you awkward? Weren't you like ashamed? Like, were people walking by? Like, no. No. In fact, someone did walk by during the shoot, but it was just like, yeah, I am here. This is You me. are it, in the moment. And in fact, it made it even more empowering to kind of stand there and own that for myself. Yeah. So... And then being able to build that relationship with the photographer and then seeing what was created after him. Like I had those moments. I'm like, that's me. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, (laughs) like nobody else is here. Like that's all you. Mm -hmm. But obviously due to like her skill, her, her ability to make me feel comfortable was so powerful. Yeah. And then just being able to co-create that vision is something so precious And I think that's so cool that you got to do that for so many different women. Yeah. And so. And some men. I welcome working with men. Awesome. I really do. Yeah. Like it's been naturally more women um, gravitating because it is quite feminine as well when you look at the work. Mm -hmm. And I welcome a lot more men, especially men that want to like feel into their own femininity as well. Or men that just want to stand in whatever they want to stand in. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I welcome it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to ask, like, who are the types of people? What are their backgrounds? Where are they coming from? What are they seeking when they come to you for this type of art? I found that something, you know, because there were different careers, although most of them very creatively oriented, you know, like I've worked with a couple other photographers, um, but they're also just like some school teachers and, you know, someone that worked as a nurse and someone, right? So maybe, you know, like different, but there was a thread that came through in everyone and that was like, an interest in like spirituality and expressiveness mm-hmm. and in something more, okay, right? Like something more beyond just the physical, something that is also just felt in your energy body in your, in the emotional realms and the spiritual realms, whatever it was. I found that was a very common thread. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. So that's probably like why they were drawn to your work specifically yeah. too. Makes sense. Because it helps them kind of tap into like, Makes sense. Sure what it is, but there's something There's else. something. Yeah. Yeah, there's something. Um, and you mentioned something really beautiful as well of how you went out in nature to do, you know, that experience. Mm-hmm. And I haven't touched upon that too much yet, but that is something I always recommend for people as well mm-hmm. that are coming to me is let's create something in nature with an element of your desire and choice, whether it's by the water, the tree, what kind of tree. And I try to get very specific yeah. so that we're um, creating a painting, you know, exactly. by the end of it, it's meant yeah. to be this like fine art painting mm-hmm. of um, you. And a long time ago, there were painters, right? And then like exactly. photography came along and maybe I'm also trying to treat it a little bit of like, um, hmm, let's paint a picture yeah. and let's get very specific on the symbolism behind what's happening in the photo. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was yeah. all about the symbolism. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Even the elements, like I wanted to do some by a cliff, by yeah. a tree and by water. And thankfully we found a park and, wow. yeah, that had all of them. Mm-hmm. So, and it's funny because I've always thought like these, I want to get framed like blown yeah. up because in a lot of them you don't really even see my face it yeah. just literally looks it's like you this. in nature yeah, yeah exactly and I think that's really beautiful and even the fact that you are kind of recreating it as a painting I was mm-hmm. going to say that the art that you create as that you know that I've seen through your portfolio and mm-hmm. things like that it's the type of art that people do like digitally yeah you know what I mean like they'll edit it to put these costumes on and like, yeah. edit features on people but you create that in real life mm-hmm 
which is pretty cool. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Sometimes there's some digital manipulation, you know, mm-hmm. like unfortunately I haven't met a real mermaid, but um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a real tail on her, but I yeah, digitally manipulated thought, yeah. it mm-hmm. to be um, gold and to look mm-hmm. the way it looked because in real life it wasn't that extravagant. Yeah. It was pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can only imagine, and maybe you can speak to the client perspective a little yeah. bit too and the feedback you've gotten or what the experiences have been like. Cause I could only imagine, you know, even if you manipulated it digitally, they still felt of course. all that power and magic in that moment. Of course. And that's what it is, right? Like, that's why I always go back to that word of an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, you can't get that through AI art, you know? And what you're getting is, like, a feeling and a bringing out of something in you. You're looking for, like, a shift, a change, right? You're looking to not only see yourself in a new way, but I think it's important to go through the journey of that because a lot of times there is coaching in photography, especially when I do it. And, you know, I haven't even mentioned that I've run retreats and I do workshops and very multidisciplinary for sure in my, like, crafts. But such a big part of it is, like, going through it you know what I mean and it's like all the little details attached to it Mm -hmm. so I just find that that's been really important and definitely the feedback is what keeps me going sometimes you know besides my own like love for something and I always like to ask myself the question like if I had all the money in the world how do I like to spend my time would I still be doing this and if the answer is yes great you know that there's something there um yeah, I've gotten some incredible feedback that sometimes I reread <laughs> when I need it, right? Yeah, In those yeah. moments when I need it, I'm like, okay, this is why, you know, like a lot of people cry and in the best way possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like they cry, like the tears of like, um, is that really me? Like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, you know, or like just a lot of gratitude and appreciation. Mm-hmm. So it's very beautiful. It's definitely, I feel like one facet of what I do for work that's very in service mm-hmm. too, sure. you know, I definitely yeah. feel that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. much of, you know, of it, of that experience is release as well. Yeah. You know, being able to co-create this vision that yeah. you had, you know, tucked away in your heart, in your mind, mm-hmm. or your subconscious for so long, and then to finally be in that element and then see it, there's a huge sense of release yeah. of whatever it was that was packed onto us before. For sure. Whether it was, you know, fear of judgment, shame, whatever it is that Mm -hmm. we told ourselves that not now or not good enough or not this. Yeah. And to be able to actually do that is so empowering. I agree. Um, It's very somatic. Mm -hmm. That's how I like to look at it too. It's like somatic embodiment in photography. Exactly. Right. It all depends on how you look at it, but I can see that as being something I, you're so mindful sometimes of like, Ooh, if I want to put my hand there, it's like, why, what am I expressing? Mm. Yeah. So do you give cues or I is help. it more so, yeah. you know, when people are in that element, they just kind of flow with it. It flows. I also mm-hmm. will like speak to them okay. as it, and it just comes naturally, right? Like knowing them because there's like a calls beforehand and like yeah. um, a mood board and everything, right? So mm-hmm. it just comes out naturally in terms of direction. Mm-hmm. And I will say something I do pride myself on, a little pat on the back, is like I have had people come to me that... One of them, one of the women that came to a retreat, you know, where I offered also one-on-one photography, she said, like, I've never really been photographed and I'm really, really nervous. And I think that's it's normal, right? It's like yeah. different experiences. But I really pride myself on, like, because it's intentional and mindful and soft mm-hmm. that, like, it was more focused on where she was. And then she mm-hmm. just became one with this field in a way where, you know, like, I was photographing it, but, like... Yeah 
the image was in the moment of her connecting to also something and connecting yeah. to herself. So mm-hmm. yeah, I do pride myself on being able to like guide people in that way mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. What a beautiful experience and experience is such the right word. Yeah. So I'm curious where that sort of came from within you because like you mentioned there was no professional training in no. photography much less coaching I could imagine <laughs> so talk to me through that talk us through that like where did yeah that, how did that become so natural to you um life experiences that being said I have also had mentors and coaches that I feel like without them I wouldn't be necessarily who I am today right and like they um it's beautiful to have people that believe in you because I find it can act as momentum for you going forward to create something. And that's definitely been something I want to call out as really important on my journey, right? It could be a friend, it could be a therapist, it could be a coach, it could be a mentor, it could be family. Mm-hmm. Everyone has different people, but it was like that that really started it. Um, for me, it was also like, you know, when I had a full-time job, I worked in marketing and I decided to quit and buy a one-way ticket to Romania. And I ended up backpacking and traveling for 16 months. I was gone. I was gone for quite some time. Um, But I find that that experience helped create this level of like Mm self-assuredness within me um, because I met people, I made friends and that's a whole other story. Right. But I think you don't have to go as far fetched as I went ever, you know, but the point is, is that it was an experience that shifted perspective did raise Mm self-awareness and um, just woke up something. Right. So self-assuredness I would say is like one of them which helps for sure yeah, yeah it helps no, I love <laughs> that you did the whole 16 months yeah packing. travel yeah. plays such a huge part of my life yeah for that same reason and especially solo travel it's yes. something that is non-negotiable for me like yeah. I need to do it at least once every year and it's just the way that you learn to carry yourself, the, yeah. way, the way that you learn yourself is so unique it's and true. different, just putting yourself in different environments. So I totally get why, because you've done that for yourself, yeah. you're able to guide and coach people when they find themselves in unfamiliar environments. Too. Yeah. I find I've gotten more comfortable with the unknown and uh, discomfort, right? There's something to be said about like sometimes little teaspoons of discomfort, right? Again, you don't need to like shock your nervous system because we're not trying to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Depends what your own scales are at. My scales are one way ticket. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, that's my type of scale. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that was, that's my scale, but I can understand how like... Taking yourself out on a date by yourself even I think is such a big deal because it creates more even just like trust in self, Mm -hmm. right? I find that that's a muscle that I'm always very interested in building because it reflects the kind of life I create. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. So there's so much truth in that. Yeah. But talk to us a little bit more about, you know, how you identified that. So that self-assuredness, for example, you know, regardless of it even being a scale, whether the scale is booking the one-way ticket, (laughs) taking yourself out to dinner already, listeners who are tuning in with us, we we all have those experiences. We've all been through our fair share of experiences that Mm -hmm. have shaped us, broken us, recreated us, but yet we might not be able to identify that. And so mm-hmm. there's because in the society that we're living in, there's always caught up in the next thing, the next thing or that comparison as mm-hmm. well. Like, oh, but 
I went through so much, but my journey still doesn't look like this person's, you know? So could you talk us through a little bit about honoring your own self and like your own path? For example, like you can honor the fact that you booked that one-way ticket. That's where you built your skills. Yeah. And that's where you can come back and share that in so many different ways in your life. And, yeah. You know, even tidbits of mentorship that you've gotten. Mm-hmm. So how can you kind of... How do I find the trust within? Yeah. And it's also, you know, in terms of the hardships part of it, because they, I think, I believe it's an inevitable part of being a human being to different degrees. Mm -hmm. Um, Polarity, you know, everything, there's polarity, like we have the good, we have the bad and um, all of it, life and death, right? That's part of the beauty of being a human being. Mm -hmm. And I find um, very curious about what's important is the stories that we tell ourselves Mm. through it all, because I have also been through my own experience of hardships, right? Um, The health component, right? I didn't speak on the hardships. I was just like bypass that, but like, it was horrible. You know, I'm just laughing at it just to bring some humor in it, but it was, um, it was not good. And so what comes down to it is I feel like this acknowledgement within ourselves that, I am resilient. You are resilient and like shift the story. When you shift the story, you change everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that we as people, a perspective I have is that we teach from experience and our experiences guide us to a direction, right? They sometimes we won't love it in the moment. And I just like to look at it through the lens of like, there's a pivot there for a reason. Mm -hmm. That's how I like to look at it, you know, like, um, Because it gives it a bit more lightness, right? It helps going through something. And so finding the trust within myself, it it takes practice. Yeah. It takes practice. And it's an honoring. I think to trust yourself, you have to know yourself too. And to know yourself, it just, I think, also stems from boundaries. What are my no's? What are my yeses? Mm -hmm. A friend asks me to go somewhere, but I'm really tired. Can I even just say no to that? Or do I feel bad for saying no? And even in saying no to me, that is already building your muscle of trust. Yeah. You know, of like, oh, I can say no. So I feel like it just comes back to that. And then like, looking at myself sometimes in the mirror and being like, what do I love about myself? And I'm just not talking physically. Like I'm talking what parts of what I create, because I believe we're all artists in different shapes and forms. What parts of what I create do I, do I love? Do I respect? Mm -hmm. When we respect ourselves, we can trust ourselves. The more we learn this idea of love, you know, I'm forever working on it as well, but I believe it's an essence in the human experience that I've seen to be quite like, you know, like, yes, I want love. I want love. Well, it's just through practice through saying no. I think that's an act of love saying yes. When you want to, it's an act of love listening to the heart, listening to the gut. It's an act of love. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just taught like practice and we have many years of it. We have many years of it. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't happen overnight. Definitely not. No, no, no. No, thank you for that. You painted that so beautifully. Thank you. And I know my way to asking the question was so long when <laughs> it was great. <laughs> but, but you nailed it. You nailed it. Just bringing it all back to that yeah. in yourself. And I think that's such a key practice. And we're fortunate to have had the experiences at the time that we had done. Because, yeah. you know, I can see it, for example, in my parents, where I can see that, you know, 
my mom maybe recently learned that lesson. But, you know, for me to learn it at a younger age is such a blessing. And, you know, we have that many more years to practice it. Exactly. And yeah, you said it perfectly when it is a practice, because it's all about bringing that intentionality to it. And every something that I love to do and that I've shared on the podcast before is those check-ins with yourself. Um, First, before you make a decision, where is it coming from? Is it coming from fear? Yes. From love. Mm hmm. And then second, after you've engaged in an activity, check in with yourself. How do your energy levels feel? Does that drain you or did that fill you up? Yep. If it drained you, will you do it again? And sometimes that's a hard choice for a lot of people Absolutely. because, again, it comes back to, like you said, am I, do I feel bad for letting that person down? But, you know, who are you really letting down in the end? Yeah. Maybe ourselves. So, yeah. Mm, there's got to be some commitment to self somewhere in there as well, as much as there's commitment to friends, relationships, career, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, <sighs> so good. It's beautiful. So many gems in this conversation already. Yeah. And I'm curious to know, how did your path to or your spiritual path kind of mm-hmm. kick off? Because even the way that you view photography is like a mindful practice. I think that's something so unique. Mm-hmm. And like pretty special so I'd love to know like where that sort of began for you hmm travel for sure there was different moments of it but um it wasn't even overseas if I would feel like it's a little bit in Canada as well you know like when I had that marketing job full time for two years, I would book sometimes little trips to Quebec. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd get on the train and I'd go to Quebec City or Montreal. And I find actually there's this like woman I met and I haven't thought about her too much in Quebec City. She was the owner of an Airbnb that I booked. That was how can I best describe her other than like modern day witch, you know, <laughs> like this like modern day witch owning this like beautiful home in Quebec city, you know? And, um, I wasn't really dabbling too much in like any books or understanding of spiritual, you know, perspectives at that time. And this was what, like eight years ago, seven years ago. And I just found her to be so curious and interesting you know like I would sit down with her and like you know she'd come in for like dinner and we just have really long chats at the dinner table and I find Mm -hmm. she was definitely someone that like opened my perspective a little bit more about um we are more than the physical body there's the energy body as well um and you know like she did this reiki on me for the first time like ever in my life this was 2017 and i had this like pain that i was feeling from healing a broken foot and it just like made all the pain go away and i couldn't believe it mm-hmm. you know like i was trying to rationally explain it like this does not make sense what yeah. did you do you know like how did this happen mm-hmm. and she was a spark You know, I think there's just like expanders along the way and sparks. And she was one of them for me, for sure. And then there's this was before I bought a one way ticket, you know, because then like 16 months for sure of like experiences, you know, across the European continent and Morocco opened up some things through conversation. Right. I find so much happens through interaction and community and conversation with others that I learned like I love to ongoing ever life learn life learner of life you know and so that's I find how I 
And then just kind of choose, does this resonate with me? Right. Even when like I think of astrology, like does this actually resonate with me or is this just something I'm like reading and I'm like, ah, no, because I believe we're made up of all the elements. Right. Mm -hmm. Just because I have more water or air doesn't mean I don't have fire. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's interesting. Yeah. I just find it all interesting and curious. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I totally see why the word curiosity. Curiosity. I think that's the first thing I said when I opened it. I was like, I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I see it. And like a detective. Like I'm very curious and like a detective. Always trying to understand and get to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. But in such an aligned way. Yeah. And I think that comes back and is a testament to how true you stay to yourself, your inner Mm -hmm. compass, and perhaps that inner child. Yeah. Within you, because she seems to be guiding our way yeah. a lot of the time. It's For like, sure. Oh, like this Airbnb and have this long chat yeah. with, this <laughs> with this woman. But it turned out to be such a huge yeah. seed planted in you. And yeah. I love that, you know, I love hearing about the skepticism for Reiki because I too am a Reiki master. Okay. And when I hear <laughs> these things, it's, it's always lighthearted to yeah. me because, you know, we don't, we're not used to seeing things as energy. We're not. I mean, now you've gotten to a place and we're at a place where we appreciate that. But many of us don't see it that way. But everything is energy. And, you know, even when we feel that emotion as a four year old child, that stays in our body until we process it as a blockage, wherever it is. You know, that Mm -hmm. back pain we have probably isn't because we, you know, hold our back. Maybe. Yes, of course. Part of it. But it's like, what, what are you burying down there? And what's becoming too heavy for you to carry so yeah I I love that that specifically was the seed that was planted in the experience that you had and I'm glad that you had such a positive experience too for sure and I could see how you know you're always testing that muscle to expand further and further Mm -hmm. and further yeah absolutely so you having these experiences and aligned experiences at Mm -hmm. that I'm sure there were some that you know you know we all make mistakes we all go off our path but truly it is part of our path Mm -hmm. but there is that deep sense of knowing or at least risk-taking too so talk us through that a little bit because it can be scary yeah it can be uncertain and we are all always faced with those choices that we can choose to expand or to kind of contract we are exactly contract Contract go into a little ball Mm -hmm. so talk us through that this is something a friend of mine said actually and i'm gonna quote her um because we were speaking about depression And the way the conversation was flowing and like looking at depression, you know, and like the ebbs and flows of it where you just want to contract, you want to stay in this ball is like, first of all, even the word depression, when you look at it, you're like, hmm, deep rest, like depression, deep rest. Maybe what you need is deep rest. You know, that's like a perspective I've had on it. And also, if you really go into such like that space, I think it must mean that your soul is really craving transformation. Mm-hmm. And that's coming to that connection of spirit, you know, that I find has definitely been really important for me too. And like ever learning, cause I can't say that, you know, I'm an expert on it as I'm still learning my own connection to soul and spirit. Right. But wow. If I really want to just contract and be in ball, I think the soul is screaming for transformation. Oh, I sit with that. One yeah. That yeah. Good. Yeah. Mm. And, um, there's something within you and I'm going to, the spark, the spirit, the soul that 
if you even for a moment lean in, I believe that it will guide you Mm -hmm. in some way. And I find that that's where the direction and risk taking can come from as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like some people say like, you know, being led by God, I'm still working on my relationship with that word, you know, and what it means Um, for right now. I see it as a fabric of existence, Mm -hmm. you know, like this energetic pulse of life, of creation. And if you lean in, yeah, I believe that it can bring you forward and it can give you the strength that you need because we need a certain strength and to stand a certain level of our power to move forward into something to, I think momentum can be created. We don't have to wait for it. Sometimes, you know, the winds are strong, but sometimes we have to just step forward and it creates it. And so, yeah. Connection to spirit, I guess. I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I love that. I feel that so deeply. And I think it's something that a lot of us, it's so refreshing to hear to speak more about because it truly is that overall overarching umbrella to everything that we experience in life. And, you know, energy, spirit, however you call it, it is all the same, you know? And it's just that idea of tuning into something greater. Yeah. And... I love that analogy of the momentum and mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the winds are strong. Yes. Sometimes you do need to step forward. Yeah. Like straighten your back and in the direction of the wind. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love the quote where it says um, faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Yeah. Give or take. Those are the words. But it's just that idea that sometimes, you know, it is that calling. Something is telling us to go in this direction, to explore this thing, to book that ticket to book this Airbnb, something, just trust it, take that first step. And then as you continue walking, Mm -hmm. the staircase appears and it makes its way and you sort of see the light at the end of the tunnel or the light at the top of the staircase. But if we don't take that first step, we'll just never know. And I believe that our souls want the best for us. You know, that soul aspect of us and like that connection to an outside powerful energy Maybe that's what people, some people refer to as love. And sometimes it can even create perhaps certain thoughts that will enter that are nudging you to go create something and do something. But it's when the thought I feel like is stemming from a place of love, you know that it's your soul speaking or something. Mm -hmm. Whereas the thought is like, like, I don't believe your soul is scared. Right. You know, like I feel like when it's scared, it's like other repetitive thoughts, perhaps from like other surroundings that you've picked up from, you know, like obviously yeah. it's scary to do something new. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I believe yeah. that thing you said earlier of active love or active fear. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly where it comes from. Yeah. And I love that, you know. I love that love kind of yeah. has that ambiguous nature to it. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, recently on the podcast, I shared that love was my one word intention for 2023. Beautiful. But never once did I define what love is. And that mm-hmm. was intentional Okay, because I feel like love is so personal and however we view it could really s- sort of transform the way that we feel it, express it, honor it, um, embody it. And so, yeah, it's, it's, I went about sharing about my intention and the way that I Mm -hmm. incorporated into my life without ever defining it, Mm -hmm. but rather the feed and through feedback that I've gotten and through listening to the segment on my own again, it's just like, 
you get that it's this energy. Yeah. And it's something that cannot be defined. You can try. But as we evolve, I feel like the meaning of it evolves too. And the way that we relate to it evolves as well. But it's so beautiful when we kind of see it as that ever prominent or mm-hmm. ever presence so, mm-hmm. yeah there's something fantastical about that too <laughs> yeah definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so cool yeah I really love that turn and the the aspect of spirituality that we were able to bring forward in the conversation mm-hmm. and how beautifully it ties into all the work that you've done and just being that sort of the literal spirit alive within you and all the work that you've created And something about spirituality that I've come to understand, and I know that we chatted about a little bit as well, is just the idea of presence. And when we, and I share all the time on the podcast about when we're present with our breath, tuning inwards, that place of stillness, that is where we find the answers. That is where we get the guidance. That is where we feel this thing that we call love. And so I feel a lot of that through the work that you do as well, bringing that mindfulness to the portraits that you capture through the storytelling that you do. So talk to us a little bit about cultivating presence. Mm. Um, Is the question like, how am I cultivating presence right now? Mm. You know, in terms of like the sensory experience of a moment, I do find that I have been quite connected to like the sight visual and I suppose that makes sense too with you know going down an avenue of photography and video and when I'm present sometimes I like just to like focus my gaze on something you know like a tree I go on a walk um breathe some fresh air you know and I love what you said too about like just when we take a deep breath is where we find it it's where we find the guidance the stillness and I find that it's where we become like time benders, you know, and like we always think we don't have enough time. And yet when we take deep breaths, everything slows down in that moment. If we can hear and feel our heart rate, all of a sudden we'll like remember, you know, like I'm here and now not in the imaginary future. I'm not in the imaginary past. Mm -hmm. What's real is here. And I'm creating with each day what's going to come. So yeah, presence, it's so important for me. It's such a, you know, something I continue to practice and um, come back to, Mm -hmm. right? Through meditation, through breath work, you know, pranayama, through, um, for me, cold therapy has been actually really big and we haven't talked about that at all, but it's been actually such a, yeah, yeah, so it's, um, you know, cold therapy dips in nature and for some it might sound crazy but there's also truly so many benefits of doing it so long as you do it in a safe manner it always comes down to safety but for the past year and a half to two years now um you know, I've been going dipping in like Lake Ontario or other bodies of water during the winter months. Wow. And usually, you know, it's not a swim, it's a dip, right? Um, And it's meant to also teach your body to be more resilient in the face of stress. And after the first even 15, 20 seconds, for those that have tried it, and you actually regulate your breath and you calm down, all of a sudden you feel peace and serenity. And you feel like you're nowhere but there. It's such like a way to bring you, of course, bring you in your body you're like whoa cold water this is shocking 
Um, but what I say too about doing it safely is wearing diving boots. I think are really important when you go in cold, like very cold water, mm-hmm. protect your feet, protect like the important parts, you know, of, um, your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Bathing sure. suit. But yeah, that's been really big for me in presence, cold water. I'm very gravitated to water as well. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite elements. Mm-hmm. And so sitting by the water, emerging in water. Very cold water as well. Mm-hmm. It's been cold showers can be a nice way to start. Yeah. It's really great. It boosts your immune system. It mm-hmm. calms your nervous system. So many great things. Mm-hmm. Look it up if you don't know about it. Yeah, you heard it here. <laughs> yeah. And I am such a strong supporter of that too. Yeah. I'm curious about it because cold yeah. showers, I can do it. Yeah. So I know my next step is to try a cold plunge or a yeah. cold dip. And I would love to do it out in nature. I think it's beautiful to yeah. like look at the sky above you. Ideally like sunrise or sunset. Yeah. Right. I like, feel like, you know, the cold plunges where people are in those buckets. That's not really my thing. In fact, yeah. I think it seems a little bit more intimidating to me and a bit, yeah. a bit too much on my nervous system. Mm-hmm. Just the way that yeah it just seems like a lot going on in the settings that I've seen it done and it yes I don't feel called to do that though I do feel called to try it so next time outdoors yeah Lake, we'll Lake go Ontario tell me we'll go <laughs> we'll make a fire and we'll go mm-hmm. yeah yeah no that's so beautiful and again I love that you know bringing back that importance and honoring of the elements back yeah. into everything that you do um yeah I yeah I really respect that in you mm-hmm. and I think I feel very strongly about it. And, you know, I talk about it in almost every podcast yeah. segment that I have, just that we are not separate from these elements. Yes. They're always within us. Yep. And when we are immersing ourselves in these elements, it's just a remembrance of who we are. Like we I have so. like the qualities of water within us. We yep. are transformative, like fire. Mm-hmm. We're grounding like the earth mm-hmm. and all these things. So, yeah, I think that's really beautiful. And I love also that you described your presence as a sensory experience. Mm-hmm. So that's really all that it is. Like yeah. once one of our senses kind of shuts down, you know, yes, we have our others to kind of compensate for it, but it changes your experience and it sort of pulls you away from it a little bit and it forces you. How do I gauge the mm-hmm. other ones? So, yeah, it's always all about the senses. And sometimes we'll be disconnected from them. You know, if we go into a trauma response, right? Mm-hmm. Fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's really good to, you can even pull up YouTube videos that will actually show you like certain parts of your body of like where to cup your face and, you know, mm-hmm. putting your hands so that you can somatically engage yeah. with yourself again and like bring yourself back out of that state because that's so real mm-hmm. right and it's like a rewiring of neurons for your nervous system yeah. to feel calmer yeah to learn how to feel calm mm-hmm. yeah and it's so amazing that our bodies are capable they're capable of guiding us through and regulating that yeah process. i think it's beautiful that they're capable of regeneration yeah yeah mm-hmm. and there's something so inspiring about that and yeah. it kind of like gives us something to look forward to hope. because you know yes exactly. yeah faith hope mm-hmm. that like yeah it's possible yeah no matter like what we've been through whether it's physical or emotional or mental yeah. there's always that hope and possibility mm-hmm. that we will regenerate we will be born again essentially it's cool so cool. <laughs> our bodies are cool it's cool <laughs> oh, I like a that. phoenix mm-hmm. Always. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. Well, I think that topic of presence kind of leads us well into I think so. the way I end every 
segment mm-hmm. and mini chats with lovely guests just Peller, no different um where i invite you all to join us with a few, for a few moments of mindfulness mm-hmm. and i'm gonna begin by getting my feet planted on the ground rolling our shoulders back if it is safe for you to do so wherever you're tuning into tuning in from to close your eyes just taking a few breaths here to just notice what your breathing pattern is like naturally is it slow is it fast and if it is just taking a deep inhale through the nose and exhaling completely and once more breathing in through the nose and exhaling to really settle yourself your energy into this present moment here taking a few more deep breaths as you need them to center yourself to ground yourself and to take notice of yourself in this moment here as you gently inhale and exhale and connect to your body in this way Taking a scan of all of your senses in this moment as your eyes are closed, shaking in the darkness behind the eyelids, taking in any sense, feeling any sensations in the insides of your mouth or at your fingertips. taking a scan of your body if there's anywhere in your body that feels tense taking a deep breath in and sending energy sending your breath to these areas to release and relax so that you may be fully present here in this moment is accessible to you at any time by simply tuning inwards, connecting with your breath, connecting with your spirit. Taking a few more deep breaths here. Whenever you're ready, gently opening up the eyes careful with any lights around you, any movement to your neck, to your fingers. And coming back to join us in this room here, in this space here. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed that experience. I did. And I hope that you listening have taken away some great gems of wisdom to take with you through your daily life and feel a little bit more connected to not only myself and Paula here, but also to yourself and honoring your own journey and honoring your own pace, your own timing. And as always, with anyone who is 
welcomed here on our podcast. I will leave Paula's contact information in the show notes so that you may reach out to her if you are curious, if you are interested in booking with her. And she also has an upcoming offering, which I will invite you to share more about. Yeah, so I haven't spoken too much about this aspect, you know, of me hosting retreats, um, but I'm going to have a six-hour day retreat coming up at the end of February that I'm co-facilitating with a really great, talented friend of mine who is an expressive arts psychotherapist. Mm. So we're really going to be molding everything I talked about um, with therapy and what it will be is it's called Mycelial Muses, Dancing with Your Shadows. Um, Yeah, it'll be an opportunity to craft um, one of your shadow selves through mask making and using natural foraged materials and flowers. Um, You'll be doing some parts work, you know, with uh, the psychotherapist there and... You know, like she'll be guiding a couple things. We'll do meditation, crafting, and we'll end with a group fine art photo in High Park, um, which will be like a 15 minute walk away with like everyone's finished masks and like with some movement and dancing together. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if anyone is interested in this experience in this day retreat and like upcoming retreats I'll have throughout the summer, um, I feel like connecting with me through Instagram is one of the best ways at this time. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Thank you so much for sharing mm-hmm. that with our community. I think yeah. that work, again, is super, super important. And I think what you offer and what you create for people and how you help to heal people is also so special. So thank you. Thank you. For that work. Thank you for being you. And thank you for gifting us your energy today. And thank you all at home or wherever you are tuning in for, mm-hmm. tuning in from for tuning in with us today and I look forward to seeing you again thank you thank you thank you